ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Coming up later this morning, we'll visit with uh, James Butler. We'll talk some UL football with him. We will visit with Shane Vallow, the starting center of the Cajuns. Andrew Juge of the Saints Happy Hour podcast will join me as we're going to hear his uh, film breakdown, letter grades for some Saints performances against the Packers. But joining us now, former host of The Word with G here on ESPN 1420, host of The Word with G at ESPN Chattanooga, a Packers fan. Uh, good morning, Greg. How are you feeling, man? Are you a lot of Tylenol Advil still really sore or what? Well, uh, what I told Kyle when he decided to call my show here now, um, I told him I had a great Sunday. Francisco Lindor had three home runs. We beat the Yankees. We won the Subway Series for only, like, what, the fourth time in the last 25 tries or whatever it was. So I had a great Sunday. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lie. I mean, you might have had a great Sunday evening. Let's go Mets. <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, the top of the ninth, I was, I was really nervous. Um, but, you know – in terms of uh, earlier in the day, I mean, I could see you tweeting. You were, I'll just say, uh, as as occasion down here would say, boy, G was mad, mad. Oh yeah, I was not uh, not too happy about the performance that my Packers put out there against your Saints, and um, it was just, I mean, it was just really surprising the way that everything unfolded. It was basically like it seemed like they thought they could throw their shoulder pads and their football pants out there, and they can just go out and beat the Saints like it was no big deal. Instead of really going out there and putting together a good game plan. I'm not saying they were being lazy or didn't game plan well enough or something like that, but it almost seemed like they were going to roll into Jacksonville high off their second straight 13-3 and season. You know, they were one step away from the Super Bowl last year for the second straight year, and it looked like they just thought, hey, we can roll right into uh, Jacksonville and, and take care of the Saints, and the Saints punched them right back in the, in the mouth, and the Packers really just never answered. So really, you're you're trying to just take away from the Saints and say it was just the Packers being lazy. I mean, that's what you're saying. Oh no, the Saints played a great game. Look, they, that, that's they what you're prepared. saying. Jameis was awesome, and you, hey, you you listened to me when I was there when Jameis first got signed by the Saints. I was like, I thought this was a great move. I thought he was going to be the future for the next five to seven years and be sort of that steady bridge and gap from Drew Brees to whomever the next young, hopefully really good quarterback is for the Saints, but. I really like Jameis, and, and he came out, and he looked poised, and he looked well. I mean, you saw him running for first downs, and get got after a Packers offensive. Played a really good game. They get out, get got after a Packers offensive. Played a really good game. They get out, get got after a Packers offensive line that was young and uh, hadn't had a lot of time together, and really hadn't worked when the bullets were flying around with with Aaron Rodgers under center and. It just nothing really worked, and, and the Saints played a, in a hell of a ball game. And I was going to ask you: Are people down there saying uh, Juwan Johnson is the next Jimmy Graham, or what? No, no, nothing like that. I mean, folks are <laughs> excited, but uh, no, he doesn't. He didn't have the speed. But Johnson, you know, he three targets, three catches, two touchdowns. The other one was a fourth and seven conversion. One of the two touchdowns was a fourth down, where you know Winston had two hands in his face. So. That drive where he had the fourth and seven to to sell the block, it was uh, just a perfectly executed game plan by by Sean Payton. But no, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard the next Jimmy Graham, and I, I don't expect that. I don't know that he has that kind of athletic ability. But um, well, what know, I heard when Jim, when Marquez Callaway went off like a game or two last season, 
I had people remember calling me and saying, man, this dude looks like the next Jerry Rice. So I don't know. Those, those Louisiana Cajun and Cadiana fans, get a little crazy down there sometimes. Well, I mean, if, if you want to try to hear a few overreactions, I'm sure we could find them <laughs> somewhere. If we look deep enough, I'm sure we could find them. Man, that game was that, 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 that game in the trenches was, that was the, that was the surprise to me. The saints dominated in the trenches. Um, you know, yeah, the Packers won at 10 on third downs, only 43 rushing yards. Saints D forced three turnovers. That two deep safety scheme most of the game. Green Bay not being able to run the ball. Rodgers being under duress. It was when, you're, when your coach is throwing in the white flag, you know, with 11 minutes left in the game, uh, understandably so. That's, that's where, you know, w- once it got to the second half and that dominance continued early in the third quarter, that's when I knew the game was over. You can. You know, yes, we're going to analyze Aaron Rodgers and Jameis Winston and all the other aspects of the game. But when you dominate in the trenches from start to finish, you're going to win in the NFL every single week. Yeah, no doubt about it. You are. And um, we thought that we knew the Saints were, were good against the run. And, you know, they're thinking, OK, maybe this isn't quite the same team as they had last year. But most of the changes, as you know, came in the secondary. And there wasn't even a ton of changes in the secondary um, for, for the Saints. And they still have a really good run defense, and they showed it off in spades. And Tony Jones Jr. looked really good running the football a little bit uh, against the Packers. And you, you, Greg, you, sound way too, you sound way too okay. I feel like Sunday you were really just down. I was pretty down, but, it, it, you know, it, it happens. Once a year it seems like it happens Once to the Packers where they have this really bad dud of a game and Rodgers even – you know, there was mention to the San Diego game a couple of years ago, and I, I think you know there was another game last year. They had they just kind of laid an egg. And so you have no concerns at all about the Packers after Week One, after no. the off season that was, after the you know the duress between you know players and management and Rodgers. You're just you just you just saying, oh, same old Packers. They're going to be fine. Not a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 confident that they'll be fine and. You know, I've been saying the entire offseason that I wasn't worried that Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming back. And, you know, so I, I have full confidence that the longer-haired Aaron Rodgers will revert back to the shorter-haired Aaron Rodgers, which we've seen so much of over the last couple of years. Gee, the I offense mean, will get clicked. We, they'll, they'll iron some things out. And <clears throat> they're not going to face a defense like the Saints every single week. And the Saints do have a very good defense. When, when is a long-haired quarterback, when they had long hair, ever won the Super Bowl? That's a great question. I'd, I'd have to go back through the annals and, and look. It, it, it didn't Brady, happen. Tom Brady had no, he did not when not when they won the Super Bowl, though. I don't they, remember. I mean, I'd have to look. I, I'm I'm here to tell you never. So you might as well just. I mean, the the, the, the story is in the hair. I guess it's unless Rodgers cuts his hair, you guys aren't winning at all. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if you can play anything like Shane Falco, my idol, then I think we'll be okay. Oh, no, this isn't some fictional universe, G. This is. <laughs> This is reality. Uh, how are things in Chattanooga, man? Uh, things are good. Now that I can actually stand upright and I can sit down with no problems, we got the back fixed. So uh, I actually have my, my follow-up on Thursday to just kind of get everything checked out there. But show's going good. It's, it's good to be able to be back. And, um, you know, we're doing a lot of high school football coverage, a little different than we did there in Louisiana. But um, it's, it's nice to be able to actually get out and go to the games and see the games and sort of be on the sidelines. I mean, I love being able to, to go and cover the games at the Superdome and uh, talk to all the coaches and correspondents and, and, and things on the Acadiana postgame show. 
Uh, but it, it, it is nice to be able to go and, and meet some of these coaches in person. I mean, I think I met Louis Cook once in person, and that, that is a great man. And, and um, Coach Corville as well from Karen Crow. Uh, it would be nice to see those guys a little bit more. So it's nice to actually get out and go and do some stuff and, um, and, and whatnot. And, and we're doing a lot of high school football coverage, a lot of video work. Um, I saw you were maybe getting into uh, some video work as well. We will see. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'm, I'm waiting. I saw someone behind the scenes. I'm, I'm excited to see this thing. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. That's the only <laughs> tease I can give you. Uh, ESPN 1420. Greg Larnard, our old friend uh, who spent years here at ESPN 1420, doing his thing over there at uh, ESPN Chattanooga at G underscore ESPN chat with two T's. Host of the word with G over there, 11 to 1. You know, uh, last night, the first of um, the, the 30 for 30 Mets doc, it, you know, the folks might be wondering, why are you all talking about it? Listen, I am currently reading the book about the 86 Mets by Jeff Passan. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to wait until after I finish the book and they just kind of consume it all at once. So, um, you know, that, that's, why, that's why I'm not getting into the uh, – or, or that's why I haven't brought it up with Greg, if everybody's wondering – so with that, I mean, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm really enjoying the hell out of the book though. It, uh, it, it I said, Jeff Passett, I'm sorry, Jeff Perlman. Um, I'm really enjoying the book. A lot of great history there. That was a wild time. Um, the name of the How book is, when, when oh, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was like four and five years old. I mean, I was, so you don't really kind of like remember all, all I remember. No, I don't. All I remember is Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden on TV. Like that's it. And then. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the only, they just happen to be good. And so, you know, five years prior to that, they were, you know, the worst team in baseball. And, um, you know, a couple years prior to that, they weren't, a, they weren't in the playoffs. So they just happened to be good then. And so in Little Opelousas, Louisiana, they had Mets gear, probably just because they had won a World <laughs> Series. And my mom bought a little hard hat for me for my first T-ball team. And there you go. It's the only reason I'm really a Mets fan, to be honest. But stuck with it but uh but yeah i'm enjoying it man the bad guys won good stuff i'm sure folks probably enjoy the beginning of that i think four part 30 for 30 doc i'll watch it at some point but uh for now you know we gotta let greg go i just had to ask him i'm just, you know I, I hope the checkup tomorrow goes well i know you had surgery on the back i'm just glad the checkup wasn't yeah. sunday afternoon or sunday evening because they would have been like you're still sore everywhere i don't think you're getting better that's true. It's uh, and and I gotta wait all the way to Monday Night Football now to see the Packers hopefully rebound from that terrible, terrible loss. And you have to cover the thing. and you have to cover the Falcons where where you are. So you know they're a terrible yeah. football team. And, and so. people are, are very excited. We're, we're at least we had one caller. It's very excited about the Falcons. I was like, there's no, there's zero chance they make the playoffs this year. And he's like, got all on me, you know, the, in the off season. And then he called uh, on Monday and had to eat a little bit of crow because they looked like doo doo. Well, yeah. I mean, they looked. I mean, They're the Falcons. You look like it. You smell like it. You act like it. You play like it. Guess what? You are it. That's it. Doo doo. Hey, G. <laughs> I'll let you run, man. Um, I just wanted to bring you on. Now, last thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe when you and I were talking five weeks ago, we said the winner of Saints Packers little friendly wager. We would have to send the other some like local cuisine. I mean, what what is what, what kind of what is Chattanooga known for in the world of food? Like, what are you going to send me? I got to send you my address. You owe me. I do, I do. I'll have to figure that out because uh, unlike Cajun country, there's nothing that's like, oh my gosh, you got to try this in Chattanooga. Are you just going to send me some like Tennessee whiskey and call it a day? Like, what's 
hey, we do have a really good distillery here, Chattanooga Whiskey. We can do that. Hey, hey man, I, I, I'll send you the address. Um, I know you're a man of your word. You would never not follow through. And oh, I, uh, I, I look forward to uh, whatever comes in the mail because – Ooh, 38 to three, man. Um, I'd be lying if I said I saw that coming, but I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed every second of it. As you should have. And, and if there's anybody that the Packers are going to lose to, I'm happy at least it was the Saints. And I'm hoping I'm making this more difficult for you because I'm not more angry and I'm not more upset. Um, but, hey, look, I, I still like the Saints. They're my second favorite NFC team and uh, or just team in the NFL. I'll, I'll always sort of have a soft spot for them. I'll always sort of root for them. And, you know, I was really high on Jameis Winston. I'm going to continue to be high on Jameis Winston. And, um, yeah, I hope they I hope they play well. But I hope the next time we meet, we uh, the results are different. Good stuff. Hey, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Greg Larnard has been our guest. Y'all keep supporting G. All the best, brother. We'll talk soon, all right? Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you having me on, as always. And then when we have Falcon Saints, i got to have you on and let you talk your Saints talk here on uh, our Falcons Airways. Can I just uh, – can I be unfiltered? You can be as unfiltered as you'd like to be. I will have the beat button ready and the dump button ready to go. <laughs> no, I won't, I won't cross any FCC lines. <laughs> uh, that is Greg Larder. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Up next, former Packers wide receiver, but hardcore Saints fan. He told me last week I couldn't even introduce him as former Packers receiver. Uh, former Education receiver, uh, James Butler. We talked a lot of Saints yesterday with him. He's got some thoughts on UL. Uh, that receiving core, how they've looked through the first two weeks, what he's looking for tomorrow night in the game against Ohio.